What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. My name is Nick James, and if it's your first time coming to hang out today, let me tell you what's going to go down so everybody can be up to speed. The name of the show, Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, are the sections in which we'll be talking about today. And today's sections will be filled with some marijuana news, including how much money do you think is coming in due to all the legal weed this year? We have about a good a good guesstimate at it, plus something that's going to affect my daily life. I mean, where I go to pick up my medication. Stay tuned for that kind of news. In the bros section, what we'll be talking about today is I've, I've got my wife on here today, guys. I know. I never thought it was going to happen. What's it going to be like to figure out what she really thinks of buying into marrying a nerd? Finally, in the superhero section, we watched Captain Marvel, a fan favorite in this house between the two of us. We went to go see it in the theater. Some of the only lines of Funko Pops that I have not been yelled at for collecting. I've got almost every single Captain Marvel one. We'll get to all of that and more on Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. Please help me in welcoming my wife, Megaliza. Hey, what's up? I'm so excited to be here. It's like the coolest thing ever. I know, and the commute for you is just so small as well. Yeah, right across the living room. I know. Thank you for making the time to show up, though. I really do appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. That's it, guys. Ha ha. That's the back and forth man and wife banter you got coming at you for the next hour. Right here, we could kick off by starting into the bud section like we always do. Get a little bit of that music kicking, and I'll start off in what are we smoking right now, dear? We are smoking Blue Beach Haze in the small bud form because we got it on Mini Monday. I think it's it smells great. I love the smell of it. Um, it's got like a almost a sweetie, a sweet and sour but not in the sweet and sour chicken kind of way, like sweet and sour, like Sour Patch Kid kind of way. It smells delicious. Tastes okay. I would agree that, yeah, I was definitely expecting a little bit more dancing on the taste buds compared to what they did in my nose, but it's still pretty good. It's a sativa. It's not as hard-hitting as I like. Like, I've, we found the jet fuel at the same time, and I really still admire that. Not that I'm slouching right now or feeling like I want to go sit in the couch or nothing like that, but I do... I want to get stuff done, just not usually as energetic, you know? It was like a soda compared to a Red Bull or some shit. Right, you're just not as focused. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm here. You're up, but you're not as focused as you could be. There's no, like, lightning coming out of you. Definitely, definitely would agree with that. That's Franklin Labs. Good stuff. A really great product, really great place. And we always go, like you said, on Mini Mondays, which is right here at our local Harvest. I don't know if every Harvest does it, but I would assume so because it is a chain. There are many other throughout Pennsylvania. Which kind of takes us into our first story where you can go and find it on High Times. It's 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 there for you. True Leaf Cannabis Corp. acquires Harvest Health and Recreation Inc. in a $2 billion deal. That makes me nervous. As a consumer, that makes me nervous. The Florida-based True Leave Cannabis Corp. announced on Monday that it has reached an agreement to acquire Harvest Health and Recreation, Inc. of Arizona in an all-stock deal valued at approximately $2.1 billion. The transaction creates a company with a combined footprint in 11 states in which True Leave CEO Kim Rivers characterized as, quote, the largest and most exciting acquisition so far in our industry, creating the most profitable public multi-state operator, unquote. All right, well, you already kind of went right off the bat. What makes you nervous about it? Because I like, it's still small towny. I feel like. Uh, I know the bud tenders and it's got a friendly atmosphere and I'm afraid if it's a bigger corporation, you might lose a little bit of that personal touch, you know, getting to know everyone. And I just don't want to lose that local feel. Definitely full of the nicest people that you can go to. 
definitely full of the most knowledgeable people. And yeah, I agree. You know, they're going to have to probably take on new staff. Some people may or may not want to stay. I'm sure not everything that is offered can stay through. There's going to be times where it's like, well, we do this at like this here where people in Harvest are going to be like, that's not how we used to do it. Fuck, you know? Right. So I'm sure that's going to create some sort of And the deals are going to change shit. and we love our mini Monday and we love that other deal on Friday. Half ounce Friday or something like Friday, that, whatever it is. Yeah. It's another Franklin Labs where it's you can pick any four It's a great eights. promotion from a great company with good product. So Kim Rivers would go on to say, Harvest provides us with an immediate and significant presence in a new and established markets and accelerates our entry into the adult use space in Arizona. TrueLeaf and Harvest are leaders in our market, recognized for our innovation, brands, and operational expertise with true depth and scale in our businesses. She's selling me. I believe her. I want to believe her. I want to believe her too. You know, I really hope that it kind of goes in the same way when Disney bought Marvel. Oh, it just got better. I just kind of hope that, yeah, there'll, there'll be a presence, but... I don't personally think that Iron Man is more Marvelized than the Avengers. I really do believe that when Disney bought Marvel Studios, they were just like, just do what you do. And now you just kick up to us, you know, pay the mouse's fucking bill. And that's what you think should should happen? Or I hope, yeah. Happen? You know, maybe a little bit of shelf space, it sounds like, might get kicked so they could put their kind of stuff up there as well. But I hope they just use these buildings and use these people exactly how it's all set up and just continue, continue as normal. That's what I would really hope happens. So now the CEO of Harvest also seems really on board with this, quoting, As one of the oldest multi-state operators, we believe our track record of identifying and developing attractive market opportunities combined with our recent successful launch of adult use sales in Arizona will add tremendous value to the combined organization as it continues to expand and grow in the coming years. Kind of just sounds like CEOs being CEOs and making money, and yeah, of course he's thrilled. He just made a $2.1 billion deal. Right. We'll see what happens. We're definitely going to keep our pulse on it because we, we go there every day. We love those people there as much as I think they love us. And shout out to everyone there, especially our guy. I don't know if he wants his name on here, but he knows who he is. I hope they all stay. I hope nothing changes in that respect because, yeah, I will be taking a different trip somewhere else. Or maybe I won't because by the time I take a trip somewhere else, Truly could have bought them too. Yeah, man. It's came out of nowhere, so... It might just be the next Disney or Walmart or McDonald's, you know? You go to one of the three, and if it's not one of the three, it's subsidized to one of the other ones, so we'll see. We got to get some of that Seth Rogen weed. We saw him on, what was his name? Howard Stern. And he, like, was showing off the packaging and shit, and he was just talking so eloquently. He was so smart about it. Like, I want to package this nice because it'll help people understand, like, look, it's not that bad what's in here. And Right, just like a fancy vodka bottle. He was so super smart. Dress it up and make it less illicit, like he said. Illicit. Yeah, that was the word he used. So super smart. And, you know, obviously make it smart. Howard Stern said he's probably going to be a million or multimillionaire or billionaire even, I'm sure. And that's kind of what's trending right now in this other story that I brought up by High Times. U.S. economy expected to receive a $92 billion from legal cannabis this year. $92 billion made off legal cannabis going right to the U.S. economy. So this is already up 30% from last year, and somebody did money money magic. I don't know how you project something, but they did project in 2025, it'll be at $169 billion. So this again is at high times. You can go ahead. They source MJ Biz Daily. They have an analysis there doing the numbers. Again, I don't know how those numbers work, but I definitely do know we're up 30% from last year. With everything grown, we're going to go up more. It's just more money coming in. And yeah, I can definitely look forward to 
$169 billion coming in. We yeah. should have done this sooner. I mean, yeah, they just got to tax it. Make it legal, tax it, and use it for good purposes. You know, get things done. Get the federal government off of it so we can even cross state lines and do, you know, regular economy. The same way you brought up like a fancy vodka bottle when we're talking about the packaging of marijuana. Nobody really cares about bringing alcohol across state lines as long as it's, you know, not an open container or some shit like that. But I'm talking about federally, nobody gives a shit. We should do the same thing. It's what we always talk about on the show. Hashtag legalize it and all that shit. But that would be great. And definitely, wow, that's that's a lot of chatter. Now, I'm going to ask you if you were all of a sudden sitting in the mayor's chair. Ooh, that kind of rhymes. That might be another tongue twister before we start. In the mayor's chair, um, I'm going to give you all this money in which you receive from your medical marijuana here in our home state. What would be your first thing? What do you think that this town itself needs to boost up on the most from that standpoint? Where would you put an extra, I don't know, $3 million? Oh, man. I definitely think the that should be used to get a train to New York to start bringing people from the city here and let them live here, let them spend their money here, but uh, work in the city. And if I think if they got a train, you know, rolling, might do some great things for Scranton. Not only that, of bringing them here, but also just letting us go there, make Manhattan money and bring it back here. Fuck oh. me, you could buy just, you would be rolling around in it, you know. Cost would, of living wise? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If I can get a job in Manhattan, get on the train right here from good old Scranton, Pennsylvania, and take the train in every morning, done. I'd do that every single day. There are people crazy enough, and I say crazy, and I mean no disrespect, but they do it by bus. Right. I don't know why bus seems so much more gnarly, but I used to take that bus station all the way down to Wilkes or, yeah, in Wilkes-Barre all the time, and I would see the charter bus there, and he says, oh, yeah, I run this shit at 7 a.m., or we leave at whatever, so they get there at 7, and they're up at four to get on the bus to snooze till seven to get to work at eight. And I'm like, hmm, but they're probably rolling around in that money. Yeah, especially, I mean, you could do a good, good life here with the money you can you would make out there. I would think anyway, it's I would, smart. It's, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I, it's not a bad place to live. I mean, there's enough amenities that you can, you know, get what you need, get around and everything, but it's definitely small town compared to New York City. Because you're an OG Scranton. You've been here forever, forever. I'm a lifer. A lifer here, so you definitely know about that. Yeah, Nipa. Nipa born and raised. If I wasn't going to take that, so maybe I'd put the money into that and then that would give me even more money because my second biggest problem with my area is that the sidewalks suck. Yeah. All the sidewalks. Infrastructure. It's just horrible. All the time, and we have... And we have the dogs, so we like to get out and take them for a walk as much as we can. And just there's slate everywhere, and they're cracked and bullshit, and... I don't know if anybody out there knows this or not, but there are roads here that aren't roads. They call them alleys, but it is bullshit because they'll try to get two people. It is fucked up around these parts, people. I came from New Jersey. I've seen tight roads. I've never seen an alley like this where it's like, you guys don't all have alleys? And it's like, no, I would definitely do some stuff with those. I don't know what the fuck I do, but they're everywhere. They're not paved. There's holes. It's it's crazy. I grew up with an alley. I don't know how you did it. It's weird. I love it. I loved it. It made everything so much easier because you could sneak in and out. I don't know. It just was awesome to have an alley because then you didn't have to worry about traffic. You always have a place to park, which, you know, being another small city town for a lot of people here has to be a big problem. They have to use on-street parking or whatever. Right. Just some crazy town. But yeah, if I was going to have $169 billion, I know that's spread across the state. So if we do that by five, whatever. Even if Scranton just got like an extra million dollars, that's what the fuck I would do if I was sitting in the mayor's chair. I still like that mayor's chair. Now, usually I ask one more question that has to do about the movie in which we're talking about. But I 
doesn't really apply here 100%, so I'll switch it up a little bit. Okay. If you could smoke with any of the Avengers and get their power for the rest of the day, who would you smoke with and what power would you want? I'd, I'd want to be Captain Marvel. She's kick-ass. I think she's dope. She's so cool. She's so strong. She's got all the powers. Without her, they wouldn't have been able to defeat Thanos. So, I mean, she's quintessential. She's, I don't know. She's just awesome. Who would you smoke with? I think last time I did this, I answered Spider-Man, but I will now change it to maybe the Hulk. But I'd want to be Professor Hulk. I wouldn't want to not be able to control it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though... You wouldn't want to be the monstery kind. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to not be able to, like, I want to jump from building to building and be able to do it. Or just pick up a car because I can. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. Would the weed make me turn green and hulk out? Or because I smoked too much, maybe I couldn't get angry. That's a good one. You'd be in the couch. (laughs) Maybe Thor then? Flying that around would be kind of cool. Captain America, that'd be great. You know, imagine just smoking a joint at the end of it. You look down and you're ripped all of a sudden. That'd be actually, yeah, no, we're going to ding, 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 ding. That's what we're going to go with. I'm going to choose Captain America. Or maybe I would just get so sad because after those 24 hours with that great body, I go back to this and I'm just like, Jesus, I don't want to do this anymore. That's dark. (laughs) Who would you guys want to smoke with? What powers would you want? All those fun things. Leave a comment down below. With that, we can close on out of the bud section and go into the bro section. Now, this is usually about being friends, but fuck, I think we're at this point a little bit more than friends. I would say so. And I mean, I think if you're somebody's wife, you're you're definitely their bro or else marriage would be awful. I'd qual- I think I qualify as a bro. You're a pretty good bro. Thanks. Sometimes I bro you. Those are some of my favorite times when I'm like, bro. And you're just like looking at me like, yes. Okay, go ahead. My main thing that I kind of wanted to talk about with you today, especially because it's the only person that I can talk about it with, of you being introduced to this world and taking a crash fucking course, man. It, it has become all day, every day, especially we live in the same house now. We're with each Can't other away from all the time. And no, if I have control of the television like I normally do, and it's not like a dick thing of being a dictator, anybody out there who's just like, why don't you give her the clicker? I do. And then she searches for like 20 minutes and goes, I can't choose. You pick something. I just wanted to get off my chest initially before anybody's like, why don't you let her pick? Before the internet attacked. Yeah. All over the clicker. I don't want the clicker. I don't like cho- I don't like choosing. It's weighs on me it's my anxiety i can't handle it (laughs) so with me being the person who picks as much as i do and we having a great hbo max subscription and them having so much dc on there i think you've watched the dc animated justice league more than once you've definitely seen the teen titans you've watched the snyder cut more than once already You've gone through all that, but on the opposite side, we steal somebody's Disney Plus subscription, so we have all the Marvel stuff on there, and the MCU's on there, and we do watch some of that, but you've also gotten a crash course in animation of X-Men and Spider-Man through them, because I've had a lot of old school X-Men on lately. Yeah, you've really been, you've been feeling the X-Men, you've been all about it. Especially X-Men Evolution, I was talking to your cousin about this. That's so underrated. Everybody remembers the original 90s one, and it is fucking amazing. But X-Men Evolution, it was just so much different. So Wolverine, Storm, and Charles are the only (laughs) adults, and everybody's actually out as a teenager. But they don't learn at the mansion. Like, they learn how to be X-Men, but they actually have to go to a real high school. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I always thought it was a little bit different. Yeah. And it came out right when I was in that time, so I was the target demo. And they also have a great apocalypse line. I'm going to stop tangenting in a second. All this is around you all day. The Funko Pop buying, the prop having. What I want to ask you was, did you ever think in a million years that you'd marry somebody like me? No. 
I never, I never really stopped to think about it. And I never, especially not the things that come with the person. Like you as a person was the kind of man I always wanted to find. But you as a collector, I didn't see. I never really thought about the stuff a person would bring. And you have a lot of stuff. Cool stuff. A lot of it's cool stuff. And I like a lot of it. Um, but it's it was a lot to get used to. And yeah, I'm still adjusting, I guess. I am a huge collector of quote-unquote stuff. I've got three Power Rangers helmets, an Iron Man helmet, Proton Pack, Millionaire, Cap Shields, Lightsabers, Wand Collection, and over 300 Funko Pops, I would believe. And that's just kind of scratching the surface. Not trying to flex or be a dick about it because it's taking me... Your whole adult life. Yeah, some of these things that I've had for my... No, even beyond that, I have a Power Ranger in space morpher that I bought off the shelf with like lawn mowing money. I've held on to that fucking right. thing and, it's and it part still of the works co- and it's part of still quote unquote part, the collection now. Yep, but even on display with the Zeomorpher. Now that came as an adult. Hashtag thanks mom. That was a Christmas gift <laughs> like three years ago. <laughs> Entertainment Earth. Yeah, Entertainment Earth was having a crazy sale and they were just putting everything on sale. I was like, these are on sale, I guess. If you had a son who had Christmas stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a giant man child. Spoiled in yeah. the best way. Yeah, I hope I'm not too spoiled. I just, I, I do. I like collecting. I especially like those stuffs in the Power Rangers, what we're talking about. It's like, I just watched Getting Ready for Our Next episode about Power Rangers. So I was watching a guy, and he said that sometimes on set that they would lose the morphers, and somebody would just run to Toys R Us or something and pick one up. That's how accurate they were to the show. So having stuff like that owned now, like that's the stuff I wanted as a kid of just like, isn't this the, gr- it looks just like it. So those are the kind of things that I like. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of them around here. Right. But I love that you love them. It's great because you, it's your passion and it's nice to see that in you. It's, it's cool. What do you think was um the biggest adjustment other than the stuff? How do you feel about all the knowledge and going to cons and different things of that? I like it. It's, it's, you know, I would liken it to guys who are really into sports teams you end up going to baseball games or football games or it's just a different place to put your passion like i said before and so i i dig it i dig it it's a lot of good people it's weird you meet lots of people in different ways and connect with them and it's kind of cool for to watch you have that life Definitely everybody's super nice. At every con I've been to, I've never met somebody who, I mean, people who weren't like the greatest sometimes, but never a fan is what I was more getting. So, you know, right, sometimes yeah. you meet I, That's what heroes. I meant. I'm, yeah. yeah, I wasn't talking about the famous people. I was talking about the the other people that are in attendance or the people you meet at the Kevin Smith events and stuff like that. They're just good people, it seems like. It seems like. And it's cool to have friends that share, I don't want to keep saying passion, that share your interests. Your interests. Now, would you say where you grew up here, we talked about you were a local Scranton, was there a lot of nerddom around as much as there are now? You know, you could find a motherfucker in a Batman shirt on every other corner. Right. In your school, do you remember the quote unquote kids that read comics? Was there that group or the Game Boy Click or the Pokemon people or were you even in any of that? How nerdy are you? What are your roots growing up nerd like? No, I, I mean, I would say I was a nerd when it came to school, but I wouldn't be a nerd when it came to social I guess. But no, I remember the groups of kids that were into the Pokemon, and but I wasn't part of that, no. Now, would you say in your social cliques that they were like, oh, they're the weirdos, they're the ones over there playing with their cards? No, I don't, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of that. 
Hmm, good for you. Very nice around here. Because I definitely felt pressured at some time in and around high school to be like, I don't know. That stuff's for babies. What are you talking about? I, th- I don't remember who I was talking about, but in my time growing up around that, it was all about like jackass and Viva right. La Bam and right. element well, skateboards and being tough or cool or punk rock music and saying that I still woke up on Saturdays yeah. to watch the aforementioned X-Men Evolution. I no, wore no, jelly no. bracelets. I know. I know the, the the people you're talking about. What the fuck is a jelly bracelet? You don't remember those bracelets when you're trying to be cool that in that Viva La Bam time period? They were like plasticky. Red and black. Now that you're saying it, yeah, like maybe jingle, I do. Jangle, jangle bracelets. But they didn't actually because they were plastic. Right. Okay. I remember sweatbands more. Oh, okay. I've never that was more to my... the skating side. Mm, yeah, no, I didn't. I couldn't skate personally in my entire life, but I did wear sweatbands because I was like, yeah, see this? Anarchy. Now take me back to class. Something <laughs> fucking <laughs> nonsense. I definitely had a good Charlotte one as well. You were pretty cool then, I take it. I tried. I don't know why. I hope I'm not giving away anything. The fact of, as of right now in life, I don't think we're going to procreate. Probably not. No. And that's the one thing I would have, I would wish that I'm going to try with my nephews. I'm going to try to tell them. It's like, listen, doesn't matter what you're, what these kids think of you. Just do what you want and it's, it's going to be okay. Because I know my parents tried to tell me and I'm sure their parents tried to tell them. But I don't even live in that state anymore. I don't even run into people I don't know anymore. Right, right. You know, nobody who ever made fun of me or thought or put me down in high school or middle school or any of that shit, like, I don't fucking see them. It doesn't matter. Their opinion didn't matter then. And now as an adult, I'm like, fuck, if only I had known that I could have saved a lot of heartache, flown my freak flag and just done me that whole time. So really, yeah, we're not going to procreate, but hopefully there's one young soul that I need to fucking put that in. Ew, that sounded dirty, but that's not what I meant. I think uh, our second nephew will be good with the freak flag. I already think he's going to, just from his behaviors as a baby, we'll call him a baby. He's a toddler, but. He's a grown man in a baby a, costume, dude. Yeah. That kid looks at me sometimes like, what? Dude, I'll throw down. Like, do you want to fight me, Uncle Nick? I will fucking fight you right now. Right. He tries to bark down a grown man with his eyes because he can't speak because he is a baby. But yeah, no, I can fully see that. Just like, ew, you like that? And he's like, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right, he's gonna, he's not going to have a care about it, and if he does, he's going to be like, what, you got a problem with it? Because we'll throw fists. I feel like he's going to be that good. <laughs> I always like Walter Flanagan, who was Kevin Smith's friend, runs his comic book shop. Always had a good response, too, of like, hey, I read The Watchmen, and you didn't. Which one of us is stupid? That's a great fucking book. Could you ever believe, you know, like when you were younger and you were trying to hide it, did you ever feel like someday this is going to catch on? Never in my entire fucking life. And that's why at the end of the day, I try not to be bitter about it because for every person who was kind of shitty about it, now there's like 15 kind of fans, you know, who's just like, yay, I like this too. And if, as long as I keep getting more, because I am a glutton, my first podcast ever was called Glutton for Geekdom. Like I do, I don't even care sometimes. Like I'll watch something bad just to see if it's still bad or I'll watch some once because again, never in my life did I expect to see all of this happen. It was just some sorted slots of cartoons and comic books. That was the only time I was going to see these motherfuckers doing anything. And everything past that was a gift from God. I even saw once at a con the VHS of the old Fantastic Four was running like they had a TV set up. Mm -hmm. And my mind was blown. 
Like it's one before the one that was released. So basically, long story short, somebody had to make a movie in order to keep the IP on, in their house. Okay. So they made a movie without ever planning to release it, The Fantastic Four. And when you watch it now, it's a whole nother story. Anyway, it was playing and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how did I miss this? So yeah, now to see a new Fantastic Four, fourth version of it or a fourth movie, fuck it, bring it on. I'll watch another one. I'll watch everything. Because you're an OG fan. Because I just want it all. Yeah, I, I never thought in my entire life that it was going to be like this. And for it to be so widely accepted. It's great. Every I, single car on the fucking road has a bumper sticker, or has a sticker, a Batman emblem. Like I talked about, I still think Batman is still the greatest in terms of widespread. Ever since 89, since the first Burton, you've just had patches of people wearing Batman emblems. And it's like, I like Batman too. Thank you. It's like being part of a team. It is. It is. And now that team has grown. So sometimes there's dicks in it and sometimes there's people who may not get it. I don't know. I like to even take the shit and watch it. Like, thank you. I won't watch it again. Like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's really bad. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, but the music. In 2? Yeah. What song's in 2 that you like? It's number one that's got the good ones. Brandy. Come on. Brandy. That's a great song. Yeah. You're a fine and girl. And it starts. I mean, that's how it starts, basically. So Still a bad movie. But I'm not going to say I wish it didn't exist. I don't hate on it as much as you do. That's true. I hate on it really bad. I don't like that one. I'm just happy that they exist. I'm just happy for everything that comes down the pike. I'll watch everything. You know, it doesn't matter who they put in the bat suit. I'm going to watch it. I even watch George Clooney do it every now and then because I feel nostalgic about it. And that movie sucks. But I'll watch it. I'll watch Battinson. If they bring back Batfleck, I'll watch that. Eventually, I'm going to be much older. 30 years is going to go by, and they're going to put another kid in there. So it's going to have to keep happening. It's going to happen. I just want to make sure that it goes in somebody's hands. I don't know. I just, I like it all. I really do. You know that better than fucking anybody. I do. With that, we can end on out of this bro section and open up into the superhero section. Kind of pretty much keep this conversation going of nerdum, But talk about one in particular. It was your answer to the who you would smoke with. We watched Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel came out March 8th, 2019. Rated PG-13. Clocks in at two hours and three minutes. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. It's got two directors, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, and it's got a fuck ton of screenwriters. There's like seven or eight credits on there. Fuck that noise. It stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ben Mendelsohn. There's a lot of other people in it, but I think those are the giant players, really. We'll get into more of that as we get into the story, which I guess we could do right now. Starting off, we wake up and Carol Danvers is on the different planet, right? Yes. That's one of the things I like about this. You know, if I watch Doctor Strange... Doctor Strange is pretty much like watching Iron Man, but it's it's magic instead of technology. Or even a lot of movies kind of come in a three-act structure, whereas this kind of takes a time warp. I enjoy that. I like that we're not hit with her pre-powers. She's already a ass-kicking warrior on this planet, waking up Jude Law, who plays... What the, I don't even know. Jan Rog, we're just going to call him. We're just going to call him Jude Law because... Way he's just easier. a dick in it. He doesn't get much more characterization other than being a fucking asshole. So we're just going to keep calling him Jude Law. So Captain Marvel wakes up Jude Law and he, she's like, you want to train? And he kicks her fucking ass a bunch. And then we find out that she's got superpowers like blasty blasty, but she's got a little thing on her neck. And they're like, no, 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 you can't use that all the time. 
So we're led to believe that they gave her power somehow, but we don't know how. Right. It's okay. It's 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 kind of weird, but I do. It's a like... lot of story. It's a, it's a it's a part of the movie. I think you have to watch more than once because it's it's a lot of a lot of exposition. It's a it's a lot of a lot to take in. Because we start with that, and then she's got to go talk to the supreme intelligence, who's somebody a MacGuffin for later on, and they gave her a mission. Like these scrolls are fucking shit up. You got to go get one of them, and they're already on a mission within the first few minutes. Right. So again, I do like that rather than like, all right, here's Carol. She's a normal girl, and then something happened. You know, no, no, no. We're just like this girl kicks ass. Let's go. And Ben Mendelsohn, the lead scroll, captures her. And does mind warping shit on her. And that's when, in my opinion, the story is cool because we're going through different stuff and we're so confused. And even at one point, Ben Mendel's like, am I the only one who's confused? And it's like, no, I am too. Like, this is fun. Like, this is at least different. Definitely. It was definitely different than any other of the Marvel you. We often compare it to fast food, you know, and, you know, McDonald's hamburger versus a Burger King hamburger. I'm not talking Big Macs and Whoppers. I'm literally saying go there and order a hamburger. Basically the same kind of thing, but a little bit extra flair on one or the other. Whereas I feel like with this one, this one's just a little bit different. It's just, it's it's not a Dave single. It's, it's something even better. I don't know how to describe it in my fast food world analogy, but... I like the pacing of this, and I do like that we start to get weird of like, the fuck is going on? Maybe it's the impossible Whopper. Good fucking call. Yeah, only you would call that too, my vegetarian wife. (laughs) Right? From there, she's still up in the spaceship, and we don't know what happens. This isn't going to be a full walkthrough review, guys. Sorry if I'm jumping (laughs) a little too much. But the meat that I really want to get to is she eventually crashes to Earth, and it's in the 90s. And that's where I thought it was kind of cool. A lot of people will say that it's jammed down your throat, but I'm fine with 90s references. The 90s... I'm a 90s baby. It was my time. I love all that shit. So hearing salt and pepper playing on the car stereo to the guy who's protecting, quote unquote, or guarding or the security guard of the fucking blockbuster video that she right, drops the in on. Guard. I fucking love that sentence. The security guard at the blockbuster is listening to salt and pepper. Fuck yeah. I love that sentence. So I love all those references. Right. And it, it I mean, as any movie in that time period is, I like I prefer, I guess, because the tech, there's no technology. The beeper is the big technology, and that's just so limited and beautiful, you know, gives humans a whole different humanity. She's instructed to go to Radio Shack, another 90s, because she takes our tech and somehow makes it a space transmitter and yeah, tells her team, hey, you got to come get me. Somebody we skipped over on the team, because the movie is kind of easy to follow, but somebody on the team who I love is Dijman Hunsu. And you're like, wow, what alien was he? No, that's actually how you pronounce this actor's name. He played Korath, but you might know him from other projects, especially in the DCU, if you like him in uh, Shazam. He's the wizard. Oh, no, no shit. He also plays a fish king in Aquaman. You but play he's... this game really well. Yeah, it's my favorite game. Yeah, I don't. I play this game horribly. I know, but I can only play it with character names. I can't play it with real people names. Weird sidetrack, but he's on the team and I, I do like him. So now with the Radio Shack, this team, who's headed by Jude Law with Digimon Hutsu, there's other motherfuckers in there, but whatever. They're going to come get her, but she's got to hang out and figure out why these scrolls are on Earth now. Because they're trying to get to the lady she sees when she sees the Supreme Intelligence. Maybe a big plot point that we went over is, imagine this computer teching up into your head, and it shows you the person who means the most to you. And she sees this lady and she's like, I don't know who that is. And now all of a sudden with these scrolls digging around in her brain, she sees that person. She's like, fuck, I didn't just make this person up. I must know her. So the story kind of, the plot thickens. 
Right. And that's why I said I think it's a double watch because this is a lot of story to take in. And especially with the two alien nations, now that we're finally on Earth, it's it's a lot to hold on to and carry with you and keep everybody straight, at least as an outsider. I mean, if I were into the comics or if I came from that that world, maybe, maybe it would be a little bit easier for me to follow. But Yeah, especially scrolls. You hear that a lot in Marvel. Yeah, and I, I mean... I watched the Marvel with you, but I wasn't paying that close attention to carry it with me. And you know. Oh, no, Marvel Comics. This is so far the only time that we've seen Skrulls is in this oh, okay. movie, and there's a little bit... Oh, we saw a Skrull in fucking um, WandaVision. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember? Because yep. we're going to start seeing S.W.O.R.D. a little bit more. But for once, and I kind of like it, it doesn't seem like they're going to be the dicks. In Marvel, they're always the shape-shifting, def- deceptive assholes. Every time. So for once of them just being like, listen, the main story, and now I'm sorry, people, for the spoiler. plot point, for the spoiler of the entire thing, because I want to talk about Ben Mendelsohn in a little bit. They're just trying to live, bro. Like, the the supreme intelligence is a dick. It's just trying to be an overall conqueror. And the scrolls are like, no. And it doesn't like that. So it dispatches people just like Carol Danvers and Yondu and whatever the fuck their names are to go and kill them. And that's kind of what we end up finding out. That's what he's doing on Earth. Is he's just trying to find his people and peace out. He just wants to leave. But we're all on Earth. We're all in the 90s. And now we get what I love about the movie the most is a young, quote unquote, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. Oh, yeah. They made him super young. It's incredible. Isn't it amazing what computers can do? Computers freak me out, man. I am, I'm so stupid. I don't know anything about them. And they can do so much. It really is amazing because I think he was like 60 or 70. And they're like, oh, you're 30. And I was like, all right, I buy that. Yeah, he's great in it. We also get a de-aged Phil Coulson. Shout out Clark Gregg. He played Agent Coulson and he dies in one of the Avengers. And he has an ancient shield moment, but I didn't watch that shit. So I felt that it was awesome to have him kind of back in the mix here because I had missed him. He died in the Avengers. That was the end of phase one. We're in like phase five or whatever now of their master plan, which makes that's you don't say master plan. Anyway. We're all together. Scrolls are attacking. Captain Marvel's got to take them down. Nick Fury's chasing her, chasing them. And we get a really good action scene on the train. Oh, yes. In the very beginning when she's chasing one of the surfer-looking scrolls, they run up into the train and she they have a whole fight on top of the train and through this whole... And the whole time, conveniently, there's a road below the train so Nick Fury can follow it all the way. Yeah. Yeah, no infrastructure like that is built anywhere, but he's just like, I can follow this all the way around. Nobody will ever notice. Right, and uh, they end up having an awesome fight with as an old woman, which is so cool because it lets the other people on the train be involved, which I liked. Yeah, because all of a sudden she kind of pulls up to an old woman and punches her in the face, and it's like, we haven't seen this since Austin Powers. That's funny. I like, too, we get the best Stan Lee cameo, if you ask me. Because it's a Stan Lee slash Kevin Smith cameo. So, you know, for me, that's just poo, poo, too giant. But bang, bang, bangs right in my head up front. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. The story or the 
supposed plot point because he's not just a random person. He plays himself. It is a real life Stanley cameo being Stanley. Right, which is we're horrible people. How did we how did we talk about this movie and skip the Stanley intro? We are horrible people. That's why. Yes, yeah, Stanley had just died by the time this movie was premiering. So in the normal Marvel opening with that beautiful score, the bum 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 bum, bum it's normally Marvel characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe doing Marvel shit. This time Not it's this just time. all the Stanley cameos and it's gorgeous. Some of it is the artwork of him and it's beautiful and Rest in peace, man. I never got to meet Stan. All my cons, all my travels, never got to meet him. I make it sound like I do a lot. No, I'm a shut in, but I have gone one or two places. You'd think by now I would have met Stanley, but that you would have had it on your list. Yeah, you know. Yep, too afraid. Too afraid to ever damn. Should have. Should have anyway. He's reading Mall Rats because he was a cameo in that. And, and that was that. like one of his first cameos, right? Yeah, he actually got lines. I consider that a role. He's in more than one scene. Like there's cuts between it. Right. So anyway, it was pretty much. I like We're that so story. <laughs> I like that story though. Like Kevin Smith wrote Mallrats. And in that he had a Stan Lee character like, like quote unquote. Right. And the guy was like, what do you mean by this? And he goes, I don't know. Like imagine in this world of who is Stan Lee? And Jim Jacks, the producer at Universal, goes, well, why don't we just get Stan Lee? And Kevin goes, I don't fucking know Stan Lee. And Jim Jacks goes, I do. I'll call him. And Kevin goes, Hollywood is good. (laughs) So he's in this movie. Kevin's commented on it as well. He really likes being part of canon now. But that car chase scene leads us to one of the school dying, Ben Mendelsohn figuring out, like, I don't I don't want to go through this beat for beat anymore because at the very end of the day, I, what I want to get to now is not like their crypt and the Pegasus thing and all that sleuthing around. Shit happens that lead them to Monica Rambo. Like that's a right. fun fucking thing to talk about, especially oh. now post WandaVision. Uh, yeah, because you see on the side of her plane early on the name Photon, right? And that's how she's tied to her daughter from the comics or whatever, and that's the girl that's in WandaVision, isn't it? Is that her Her daughter is? So we're talking about Lashana Lynch, who plays Maria Rambo, but Monica, I'm sorry, is the daughter, yes. The Monica Rambo at 11 is in this, who then becomes Monica Older, who is Photon slash, I think she had another name in that, maybe. She didn't really pick a superhero name yet. Right. But yes, there are tiny Easter eggs. You know, Nick Fury says they're, not unless you can glow like your Auntie Carol, and it's just like, we see what you're doing there, sir. Maybe yeah. I can fly up in space. I love her coming back and just being like, hey, it's been like seven years or whatever. What's up? And the child is such a child and just accepts it. Yeah. She's amazing in this. I love that little girl. Yeah, and it's she's, amazing she's the casting beautiful. that WandaVision did. Yes. Yeah, I would say so too. She's her older version of herself is something about the eyes, the twinkle in the eyes. I and mean, they both have it. It's so good. And I really love her in this where she's like, so I'm sorry to keep bouncing around. They go, they find her. Now this we all good. have to go to space. And Ben Mendelsohn steps forward, the bad guy, and he's like, listen, I'm not bad. All right, listen, I've got the black box, and you've got to find out that Ewan McGregor's the dick, and he shot down you and the general, and the general, that lady who you see. Anyway, he's on there. We're all on a team now, though, and we all have to go to space to find the Marvell's lab. And we're also looking for, are we already looking for the Tesseract? Or do we not know that that's also, is that bonus? I think that's kind of bonus. I think that that's what he, we already spoiled that Ben Mendelsohn, the bad guy, the main scroll, is just looking for his family. He's just looking for his family this whole time, whereas Jude Law, he wants the Tesseract. Okay. So we do get another Tesseract thing. I want to talk about, and maybe somebody can help me, like the properties of the Tesseract. 
how can a Fonzie lunchbox hold it, but in Captain America, it hits the bottom of the aircraft carrier and burns through until it falls in the ocean? Please, someone in Nerd World, actually answer this. Please, this is what this is the comment section. I need to know how the Tesseract works so we could ease my husband's mind and he can sleep again because he's been thinking about this like crazy. Yeah, these are the things that I wanted to bring up in the bud section or the bros section too. The the, the way your mind works? Yeah. yeah. You just have to deal with it's me bringing lot. this shit up and you're like, I don't care, Nick. And I'm like, yeah, but listen, how can it go inside of a briefcase also in Endgame and not at the bottom of this? Why does it burn Tony's hand when he touches it? There's a lot, guys. I need your help. We need to talk about this in the comments as well. What's going on with the Tesseract? What does it and does it not burn? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the science, man. There's definitely going to be science behind it, too. I, I'll, I'll take it. I want to learn. That's funny, know. too. Speaking of science, it's they have a science guy in that scene. It's one of my favorite parts. They're like, this is your science guy. There's a flirk. And I feel like we're doing a bad job explaining this movie this week. But it's a little jumpy. But it's not hard to understand. Because, again, it's a fast food Marvel movie. You will get it. But at the end of the day, she kicks a fuck ton of ass in this entire movie. And it's great. But also, it puts the Avengers Except movies. use that song that I don't... I don't like that, that they use that I'm just a girl song when she kicks all that ass on the... That's so funny. They put that in there specifically for girls. Like, it meant to be there. What song would you have liked? I mean, it gets as Something heavy. As like, I understand it should be something heavy, or I guess in that case, uppity. Um, but I don't know. It just felt too on the nose. Anybody trying to keep up? She finally gets... I talked about earlier, she had a little thing on her neck to control her powers. Turns out that was a bluff set up by the bad guys this whole time, and they never gave her anything. They are her powers. She rips the little thing off, and now she can kick ass 100% and take back right, the Tesseract. Right, because wasn't it like restricting her? Yes. You're right. Okay. Take back the Tesseract, save her new scroll friends, save her Earth friends, save the Flurkin, save the world. And when she does it, it's to fucking no doubts, I'm just a girl. And we get it. You know, this was Marvel's first step out of a female-led Right. Fully fronted lady movie. But yeah, I guess now that you're saying it, I'm just a girl might be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit too on the nose. Right. And I mean, it is an awesome scene. I mean, it's beautiful choreography and it's, it's beautiful to look at. I just, I would have maybe picked a different song. I, I don't know. Can't fault you for that. At the end of the day, she kicks all the ass. She realizes Ben Mendelsohn is okay and she's going to go with him to find more scrolls. She gives Nick Fury a pager. She's like, this is for emergencies only. Now, what I want to ask you is, why wasn't the events of the first two Avengers movies emergencies enough for him to go, maybe we need Captain Marvel? Oh, man. I have no idea. To me, those were <laughs> to me those were emergencies. I would say, yeah, I guess if. So at the end of the first Avengers, they were going to nuke it, but the Avengers did save the day with it, which is all convenient. Many plots had to come together to make that make sense. And Sokovia, no, Sokovia definitely, if if that guy's plan went down, Sokovia would have dinosaured us. It would have had a, they, he created a chunk of Sokovia to f- fly out of the Earth's atmosphere and come back down. Right. Thus creating an Earth-made meteor to Earth. That would have fucked us up bad. Like, that was definitely an emergency. Maybe I could see, like, if the end of Avengers ended with them all dying, that would have been the emergency that he needed. Okay. But... I see what you're That fucking from. comment was pretty much up there, dude. Like we were there was some end hours of Avengers Age of Ultron in which it, it was could like, be counted. Yes, this it really could be shit, shit, man. Like maybe I know they're on it, but it's also like it's left the Earth's atmosphere at this point. Maybe should have called her. I don't know. I just wish we got this movie earlier in the series of movies from Marvel. Because I enjoyed it, but I wish I wish I had known about her existence earlier in my 
superhero learning world, I guess. I agree, yeah, because we definitely saw this one in theaters together, and by then you would most certainly seen a butt ton of stuff. Unfortunately, I think it just comes down to comics are boy stuff. Nobody wants to go see a girl comic, and then Wonder Woman came out. It was one of the greatest things ever, and they went, fine. I guess if they did it, we should do it now, and that's why this came out as late as it did. Yeah. She's pretty awesome, though. Captain Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, her and Endgame and all that, like I kind of mentioned earlier, that she can't be in a lot of Avengers Endgame or Infinity War because she's too good. She's too strong. Twice she incapacitated Thanos within minutes at the first of the first movie and at the end of the second movie. So she was in there in between. There could have only been one movie. So I'm excited to see what we do in futures of like, what the fuck can the stakes be that she's going to have to go and take down again? Right. And I wonder where they're going to put it in the timeline. It's probably going to be post-90s. Or post this movie, obviously, but pre-other Avengers just out there. That would be awesome. It would be. I wonder, too, do you think that she looks like somebody who would be a biter? What? I know. We're going to get there eventually. But does Carol Danvers look like a biter to you? No. Because even though she's from Earth, she did live on Kree for a while. And, you know, they said to have adopted her she's got some Cree blood in her she bleeds blue and shit right and there is a point where peter quill says i got this bite i got this scar from a crazy Cree girl who bit me ah. somebody put that together in somebody's comments the other day i was like that'd be great imagine if the next captain marvel i don't need a fucking bond i don't need them to be there i would just like one scene of just peter quill in the background even you know i don't need the bite scene you know it could just be a haha but just imagine if we get a scene of her somewhere and Chris Pratt is there, not saying any fucking lines. I don't even want the camera to single on him. He's just sitting there because how big can the universe be? On a scale of, uh, we do letter grades here, as you may know, dear. What do you what do you give this movie? Um, I would probably give this movie a B B plus. It did all the things I wanted from a, a a chick movie. She wasn't too girly. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't too. They didn't really like fem her up. You know, no big shoes or cut off costume or anything like that she was no mid-drift or tits hanging out right and she was she was tough she was boy tough <laughs> i would probably go to the same i did like that the story Tom got a boy little bit tough. sorry Tom no boy no tough. you're good that the story you know it wasn't played out one two three four it was more like a three four one two five and i was like okay i can deal with that like i like that a little bit that went right over my head Instead of going like, one, here's, here's scenes one, two, three, four, and five, we start in the middle of three of just like, who she already is, and then we have to kind of go back oh, in right. time and figure shit out as we go through, Right, is what I meant. And then, of course, the ending is where the ending is. Yeah, I dug it. I, I dug it, too. It. I think they did a good job. I, I like her as the character. I think Brie Larson's right. great. I love Sam Jackson. Ben Mendelsohn is just always good, and no matter what he does, I very much like him. Jude Law was okay. Annette Bedding as this as Supreme Intelligence slash Dr. Wendy Lawson. I didn't like her at all. I didn't like her. I didn't like it. Sorry. That's okay. I, I could have I stood for somebody different as well, I think. It literally, in my mind, could have been fucking anybody. Anybody different, and I would have been happier with it. <laughs> she bothered me. Everybody in it did their jobs great. It was just, it's, it's another Marvel movie. I'm happy it's there. As we were talking about earlier, right. I can never get enough Marvel, but... It broke some boxes, but didn't break any glass windows or glass ceilings or anything like that. It was it was there. I agree, yeah. I I do have to say, though, from this movie, I did get an awesome bomber jacket thanks to this movie. It's got Carol Danvers on the name tag and everything. Yeah, fuck yeah, FYE. 
We waited forever though. They were like, "We want eighty dollars for this no, jacket." No, it was ninety. It was eighty nine ninety nine. So it started ninety. We were like, "Fuck you!" And we go to the mall quite often. We like to walk the mall and just I like my Funko Pops, as you people know. So we go in and out of there, and we'd go there and like now they want seventy. Fuck you! And eventually, we just waited. All we had to do was just outweight everybody else, and I think we picked it up for like twenty five or thirty dollars, like yep. thirty five, no, sixty six percent off or some shit like that. Yep. Fuck yeah, FYE. I love that jacket as well. It is really cool. And you get a lot of cool attention from it too. Like people. Well, people who know. Yeah. It's, I don't, I get very specific, very, it's those nice people that we were talking about before from this little comic world. It's a deep cut jacket. You know, it doesn't just flat out say Captain Marvel giant on it. You have to see the pieces and kind of put them together. So the people who do are usually deep cuts. And yes, we are a friendly bunch. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if you got a sweet jacket every time you wore it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. With that, guys, I think that wraps on up the superhero section. It was definitely a fun time hanging out with you and my wife. I'm sure you'll be back on. Did you I, have a good time? I did. Once once I got a little less nervous, yeah. It's, this is your world. The microphones are your, your thing, and it was very intimidating, to say the least. I think you did a great job, dear. Oh, thank well, you thank so you. much. I love you. I love you, too. I love all my listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in once again. If you can give a like, subscribe, follow, share, all those fun things. You know I don't. I try not to ask too much, but at the end of the day, what I can't ask enough for is maybe, maybe, if you know a friend who likes Buds, Bros, or Superheroes, recommend our show, because I'm telling you, I got a show for them. I have been Nick James. I have been Meg Liza. Buds, Bros, and Superheroes are out of here. Thank you.